0: Welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode is actually going to be a bonus episode. And that is because on some platforms, um, some of the more recent episodes for some reason were deleted abruptly. Spotify seems to be okay, but, um, it looked like iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever, and, uh, Maybe Stitcher as well were kind of affected by this. I'm not sure why. I mean, I, I have an idea as to why. Uh, recently, I switched uh, audio hosts in favor of Anchor. You've probably heard uh, some of the ads recently about Anchor. And um, that's probably why. You know, I wanted to try some of the features, and um, it's a free tool. So far, I'm very impressed with it. It's been a very seamless transition. But anyway, because of the fact that some of my more recent episodes were deleted or seemingly vanished, I wanted to make a bonus episode to make it up to those who uh, maybe were looking forward to consuming or reconsuming some of the more recent episodes. Now, if I don't find a solution to the problem, I'll basically just re-upload those episodes. So, you know, we'll figure it out one way or another. But anyway, here's a bonus Friday episode for you. Um, Just to make it up to you. It's going to be a ramble. It's going to be a freestyle acapella, no script ramble. Just like just like T Pain when he sang that song a cappella. And I thought to myself, when where did this beautiful voice come from? How did we go from I'm sprung and I'm in love with a stripper to this? I, I couldn't believe when I heard T Pain actually sing. I couldn't believe what a beautiful voice. He actually had. I mean, do you blame me? Have you heard? I'm sprung. Have you heard? Have you heard? What was the other cheesy song that at the time everyone loved, and now we, now we know better because I think we've gotten, <laughs> we've gotten older. Um, the apple bottom jeans one. Um, oh, low right. So he got low or whatever. Boots with the fur, apple-bottom jeans. You know, you go from that to... I see a performance that he had a couple years ago where he, he it looks like he's with like some symphony or some church choir. Beautiful. Like, beautiful performance. And I don't remember what he was singing. And I guess technically it's not a cappella because although I think there was a moment there where he had kind of his own a cappella solo. But I couldn't believe... That this was the same guy Just really uh, Surprised me I remember being like 12 13 Maybe a little younger Maybe a little older My memory is crap But I remember listening to I'm Sprung And listening to that Like on my iPod at the time Or whatever You know I probably had just switched up my Walkman <laughs> And I was just like Wow this song is so good But I mean he sold himself short Because for years I thought he was just You know a rapper that couldn't do much else And and a monotone rapper That's the other thing right He uses like that synthesizer thing Or that monotone synth Where his voice You don't even hear You don't even know what his real voice sounds like So Imagine my Shock So Yeah I'm doing this freestyle Like Kendrick Lamar on Backseat freestyle Anyway, I'll move on. I'm recording this uh, pretty bright and early. By the time it will be released, it'll probably be somewhere in the afternoon, just because that's the first chance I'll have to quickly edit and release. So, I'm sure there'll be plenty of accidents, which got me thinking about the other day I was actually thinking about this topic of mistakes and um, and memory. So despite kind of blasting myself earlier, I mean, I have decent memory, I would say. And that is to say I don't suffer from memory loss or, you know, but certain things like conversations I had with people a couple of years ago, sometimes I forget entirely or I'll forget that we even met up, you know, my my cousin was telling me about... Uh, something that we did when we were like ten—that we went somewhere and and we saw this—and then we, you know, like played in the arcade and stuff like that. And I, I told him I said I, I don't remember that at all. So then I'm thinking, well, why do I remember things seemingly so small that are inconsequential, and yet things that apparently, you know, one would think I, you know, what I had. Listen, what I had for lunch last week is a mystery to me. I have to, I'd have to really sit down and think about it in order to give you an accurate response but again I'll remember things that make no sense things that things that really don't they don't matter so for example I remember being in the fifth grade and my teacher asked about percentages and fractions. And he asked if there are a total of 100 cubes and I take out 5, what percentage of the cubes are remaining? I didn't understand at the time, even though the question was straightforward and he kept asking me. He said, "What percentage do I have?" And he wasn't chastising me, and he wasn't you know, he wasn't roasting me in front of the class. I just I just got upset. And then I put my hands up in the air and I was like, I need help. I don't understand. You know, and I said it as if I, I was a recovering addict of some sort. I said, I need help. You know, it's like the first step to recovery is acknowledging you have a problem. No one laughed, no one really cared. And if for some reason I remember that as if it were yesterday. I remember that same fifth grade class. I remember drawing Dragon Ball Z and trying to be part of this Dragon Ball Z comic club um, with some of my classmates, you know, and basically the premise was there were three or four other classmates of mine at the time that would draw Dragon Ball Z together during lunch and then they would kind of create like a, a role play scenario where their comics come to life by them acting it out um and and they didn't include me which is kind of strange because I was pretty good friends with these kids you know it's not like I was a new kid or it's not as if we didn't get along i mean we got along well it was probably just decided that the three of them were hanging out at one of their houses over the weekend i didn't go and then they came up with us, and they didn't think to include me as most kids don't really care, forget about things like that. So I approach them and I say, I'd like to join the Dragon Ball Z comic club. And then they said, well, we'll have to interview you. You know, at the time I felt like I was interviewing for my dream job. I remember being nervous. If I could have worn a suit that day, I would have. They set up a table and lunch. We had low chairs and they showed me some of their work you know, the kid who created the club gave me this idea for he gave me the the, the lowdown of what the club is like uh, and he was hyping it up as if it were you know, something that had you know, as if it were some prestigious you know, institution you know, the Harvard of comic books or something like that and it's like, okay, well, obviously it wasn't but they would show me the comics they would show me some of the art pieces that they had made and, you know, I was, I'm was i an okay drawer or artist I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not, I'm, I'm not really talented At the time, I, I plateaued like in 5th grade In 5th grade, I, I think I was better than a lot of other kids And then it just never got better <clears throat> Just like my handwriting, you know, like it just seemingly never got better But either way, I draw like a comic, you know, I draw like the best I can. And I draw a scene of like, you know, one character shooting like an energy ball at another one or something like that. And the other one is shooting like a a beam trying to block the energy ball. And, you know, it's this whole scene. And in my head, it was perfection. And so then the kid who creates the club says, you know. You have potential. I remember him saying that. You have a lot of potential. Keep in mind, we're like 9 or 10 years old. And he's making it seem like this is, again, as if I'm a writer for, you know, the the, the Washington Post or, you know, like the the science, you know, the most prestigious science journal or or art journal anyone could imagine. Long story short. Uh, well, long story made long at this point. He accepts me into the club. The others congratulate me. And that day we start drawing comics together. I draw some comics. Uh, we present them. Everything's good. We probably kept that up for like another four days, five days. And then after those four or five days, we just kind of stopped. Or I stopped. Because I didn't, um, the kid that was a leader of that club, you know, he was a nice guy. You know, he still is a nice guy. I keep in touch with him. Uh, by that time, he he was so demanding, and I've always been the kind of kid that I'm okay with playing by myself, or I, I'm okay with playing different things. So, you know, instead of doing comic club, I'll play basketball, I'll play volleyball, I'll just sit down with someone and you know chit chat. And this kid was very demanding about like the scenes that we would draw, and I was like, dude, like, you know, you're not. I told him that too. I'm like, you know, you're not. You're at my actual boss. Again, we're ten years old, and then he gets mad. He goes, you know, well, you have to respect, comic club. And I said, okay, well, you know, it wasn't as contentious as I'm making it seem. It was basically just I didn't want to continue having to draw, or he would have us draw the same scene like four times. It's like, okay. I got my dream job and reality hits you it's not not what it was cracked up to be um other useless useless uh things that I remember that you know are are seemingly inconsequential um let's see I remember oh i remember playing um, Yoshi's World or whatever on like Nintendo 6 non, non 64 on Super Nintendo in the car on a way to Disney with my family and then i remember staying in the hotel and when we first got there i was playing i don't know it's just like i i remember I basically just remember the interactions and exchanges I uh, had with my sisters and my cousins about what I don't know what I'm looking for. Um I, I, I basically I remember the entire car ride. You know. That car ride, nothing that memorable happened. We were just kids playing a video game in a car at that time. You know, it wasn't the first time. You know, because my parents had that SUV for for a few years, and then they um, we got rid of it, or they did whatever it is they wanted to do with it. But but again, I remember that you know that that car ride the entire way. Again, just chatting with you know, and maybe it's because it was a nice memory. I mean, obviously we had a good time. You know, we were basically playing and switching, and you know, when someone would lose. You know, we would make fun of them and just kind of have like nice fun. But again, you know, then like people's birth dates that are important to me, I, I'll seemingly forget. I'll forget conversations, like I said, I had with people. So maybe it's just a matter of trying to be more present. I'm not sure. Um,. Sometimes I'll forget, like, the rambles I'll do for this podcast. You know, I'll be here, and I'll be present in the moment. I'll, but anyway, look, as I said, it's bright and early, so um, I'm eating a banana between takes to kind of wake me up and give me a little bit of energy and get my breakfast in. and And um, apples are probably my favorite. Papaya is probably my least favorite. You know, <laughs> excuse me. Um, my grandmother always forced me to eat papaya in the morning as a kid because she told me about the benefits for your eyes or something like that. That, like papaya, you know, helps you from going blind. I don't know. As a kid, you're you're terrified that if you don't eat. Something that you're going to go blind Or or go deaf or something And that was kind of what she started telling me But my second favorite fruit is probably pineapple You know, because I love that Almost tart uh, Extreme sweetness that comes from pineapples And they're such an odd fruit, right? When you look at them They have that hard, prickled shell and then the regal looking like roots or grass bits coming out at the top compare that to say peaches apples oranges bananas you know these are the basic ones in the fruit kingdom right a little circle or sphere shaped kinda item with a regular old shell or case or skin around it simple no fuss just delicious Um. So you compare that to a pineapple, right? I mean, pineapple used to be a sign of wealth. It makes you wonder what the signs of wealth in 5,000 years will be, right? Because tulips, the color purple, was very regal back in the day, you know? Pineapples were like this delicacy, this rare fruit, this very expensive fruit. And now it's like you go to a place like Costa Rica, or I think Brazil, also makes a bunch of pineapples, and you know you probably see these massive plantations of 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 pineapples. And then you're thinking, geez, a few hundred years ago, someone would have this one pineapple, and that would signify to them that they were the absolute top class of society. Think about tulips, right? In uh, I guess it was the Netherlands, I think. Right, where it's like these things were real commodities. These things were, you know, expensive, scarce commodities. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're just... You kind of realize they're not as interesting or rare or scarce or exceptional as people maybe thought. But, but you know, bottom line, I mean, I love pineapples. Because for me, they're a complete package. They're interesting. Um here's the thing pineapples are so interesting that I don't even mind the fight like coconuts drive me crazy because coconuts they put up a fight and if I'm being honest I think coconut raw coconut is it's overrated you're you're having to physically assault a fruit to try and and just get some water and the inside again compare that with peaches oranges Apples, bananas, you know, heck, I mean, like a watermelon, you can cut with a basic, like, just with a sharp knife, I mean, it's, it's, it's harder compared to, the other fruit that I just mentioned, um, but, you know, for me, the payoff at the end of a pineapple, is a lot more satisfying, than a coconut, I remember, a college roommate of mine, um, He loved coconuts, but he never actually learned how to open a coconut. I couldn't tell you proper coconut etiquette. I couldn't tell you proper coconut opening procedures. What I can tell you is I'm fairly certain the wrong way to open a coconut is by basically stabbing it, having it roll off your counter, almost stabbing yourself in the process, and then leaving a total mess in the kitchen trying thirty five minutes to open a coconut. And I would always tell him, I think you're doing this wrong. You should probably watch a quick YouTube video on how to properly open a coconut because you make a mess and it takes you thirty five minutes and you almost stab yourself every single time you decide to buy coconuts. But he didn't care. You know, he he thought he was you know this and he wasn't really, you know, he's still a nice guy, I still keep in touch with him. But when you live with someone it's just different. It's not you don't appreciate the good things about people when you live with them and and you don't love them or they're not your family. You know. You kind of just focus on the negatives of that person. You know, you, you, you think about... If you have different standards of cleanliness, which we did have... He wasn't a dirty guy. He was just messy. And I tend to be someone very simplistic and minimalistic. I, I prefer to basically use, like, one pan, one pot. I just clean it when I'm done. And then I have it available for use later that day or the next day. But he was the kind of guy that... You know, he wanted multiple pans, multiple pots, he'll, he'll, he'll clean it later. Like for him, it was almost like washing dishes and, and organizing was a real chore. So he just didn't want to, he almost didn't want to exert the energy at that time. He'd rather save it for once every other day or once every three days. And so sometimes, you know, he would stack plates and it was organized. It's not to say, but you know, occasionally he would stack plates so high that you know, you basically couldn't use a sink. And so, you know, the trash, he, he he hated taking out trash for some reason. So he would prefer to stack the trash and then basically get to a point where I can't put anything, me. And so he just kind of knew that I would have to take out the trash. He was pretty aware of the fact that this was wrong. You know, he would make up for it in other ways. Like he would do most of the cooking you know, or he'd offer to cook. Um, he would, you know, he was paying for uh, the utilities and the Wi Fi. And so I don't know. I, I kind of think that that was our trade off where, you know, I was sort of the one who did a little bit more organizing around the house because it's my personality. And then he would, you know, uh, contribute in other ways, which is important. But he never. He, he really never did learn how to open that uh, coconut. My girlfriend, my first year of college, we're no longer together. Not that it matters. I mean, I'm... Anyway. Her roommate was a total disaster at that time. Her roommate was uh, someone that some mutual friends knew, but she didn't know personally. And, it's kind of an odd situation. She actually didn't think she was going to go to that college, and then something happened, and then all of a sudden, you know, basically last minute change, she needed somewhere to live. And, um, this acquaintance, or this mutual friend, had gotten a two bedroom apartment, but didn't have a roommate yet, so she moves in. And, It was just a total disaster, right? Because my then girlfriend was, you know, very clean, very, you know, very picky, very high maintenance, right? That's why I'm no longer with her. You know, she kind of wanted people to cater to her and, and anyway, it's not about bashing her. It's just, you know, her personality was one where she wanted others to do most of the work. And then her responsibility was, I basically won't make any mess. And they end up, after six months, basically saying we can't live together, like we're just not compatible. So, I mean, that's what happens when you live with someone. I think oftentimes you you really figure out the things you don't like and then you kind of emphasize them. And I think it's understandable given how close in proximity you're living with someone. Let's keep on with fruit because I I like this theme of fruit Pears Look, I think pears are kind of hit or miss My grandparents They love this very expensive Fruit basket that they get uh, For the holiday season From their friends around Christmas time I don't know How expensive the pears are But they come in this beautiful container and gold foil And they're presented like the best pears ever And I tried them On a salad the other day they were very good but maybe a little too much hype for fruit you know the moment someone is hyping up and overcharging for a pear, it makes you wonder what the limits of branding and marketing are you know it's like an apple coming in this gold foil to be protected from the sun and moisture and it's branded like the most delicious apple in the world but you know at the end of the day it's, it's just an apple right? I mean, I love, I love apples, but, and I just love the no fuss aspect. Oh, sorry, just hit the mic. I love apples, and I love the no fuss aspect to them. I love how you can have peanut butter with apples, and it's just, it's perfect. But what's up, for example, with celery and peanut butter? Why does celery taste so delicious when being dipped and dunked in peanut butter? I mean, celery... Celery is basically just water. It's like dipping an ice cube in peanut butter and thoroughly enjoying it. It makes no sense. It was a friend of mine the other day who was telling me this. And I said, you know, you're so right. How does... Think about this way. Like, if you go to a, a wing place... They'll give you celery, and then you can dip it in in ranch or blue cheese. How is it possible that celery is delicious with ranch or blue cheese, and it's the same thing that tastes delicious with peanut butter? I mean, it, it legitimately makes... Can you think of anything else that you would possibly pair and taste just as delicious with peanut butter and then blue cheese or ranch? And if you can find something, email me because I really don't think you're going to find one. Well, I mean, you probably will. But anyway, it's like the nat- It's like the wonders of nature, and neither does you know human ingenuity. You know, someone said celery would be delicious with peanut butter. Celery would be delicious with blue cheese and ranch. My grandparents—they tell a story about how they uh, have a friend who immigrated to USA in uh, the 60s, or around the 60s. You know, a gentleman whose family came with him from, uh, I believe they were from Portugal. And then a few years after arriving, the gentleman told my grandparents, forget about inventing anything here. Anything and everything that's ever going to be invented has been made and invented and, and, and commercialized in the USA. He said, it's unbelievable. And then his example was like a turtle egg or something at the time. Some kind of egg or something that you could eat. That was just very obscure. And then he uh, he said, this, you know, here's an example. Like, it doesn't matter what your idea is, it's been made here. And think about it. This is in the 60s. So, you know, we still didn't have computers, laptops. We didn't have mobile phones. We didn't have VR headsets. We didn't have our Alexas or Echo Dots. I'm thinking about getting rid of Alexa. I hope she doesn't hear me. I just, I don't know. Does anyone else have a very disobedient Alexa? Like, I have two in the house. I have one near the kitchen, and then I have one in the bedroom. And when I talk to one, the other one always hears me. And she picks it up with more ease than the one I'm addressing. So then the Alexa that I'm trying to address just plays dumb. The Alexa, when I ask the Alexa I'm trying to speak with or speak to, the other Alexa will answer. And the one I'm addressing, like I said, it'll just say, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. So then I ask her, I say, how is it that the one in the kitchen knows the answer and then I'm asking you the same thing and then she still plays dumb. I don't know. I think she's disobedient. But on a serious note, I'm I'm thinking I might just get rid of them. I haven't found them to be as useful. Like I don't have a smart home and it is it is kind of creepy if you think about it. You have two little machines in your house that supposedly can't listen to you unless you activate them and all that but I don't know it's kind of weird it's like people people want their privacy and yet they invite things into their home that you know could very well just totally shatter any sense of actual privacy but anyway i'm going to dismount the ramble here because otherwise I will be late for work so again if you are listening to sleep and relax ASMR on iTunes or any other platforms that don't have the most recent episodes I'm sorry about that I'm working on getting them back worst case I can re-upload them over the course of the next uh, week or so hopefully you enjoy um, this ramble this little bonus ramble uh, just to make it up to you. If you're noticing any other podcast issues um, with this show, um, please let me know. It may be as a result of the switch, like I said. So, any questions, comments, concerns can always be emailed to hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.